nine. Ignition sequence starts. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Alien Pro Podcast. It's Saturday, January 7th. I'm Doug and joined by me today is Dr. Bill taking a two week uh, sabbatical. How you doing, Bill? How you feeling? You did some tech support for me. It didn't Three. look too good. <laughs> mm, oh yeah, yeah. I had a cold, which was yeah, which was actually COVID worse battery. worse than COVID. How could that be? How could a cold be worse than COVID? Okay, so what you need to do if our um, as an experiment coming up, I mean, is in the description for. The video you need to put in some keywords you need to put in warming area 51 jfk and no uh something else um lewis elizondo no i think that's it to see how many banners they could put in warning oh and flat earth to see <laughs> see earth. so you to see see if uf 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 ufo to if see if get uh, denied to see Google if, um, yeah, see if Google will, or Google, well, YouTube will put in um, uh, banners saying, you know, from all these different Wikipedia, Encyclopedia Britannica about all these topics. I would be happy if they would put in the banner instead of just completely denying, <laughs> denying everything that I tried. Deny. To. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, they'll put warnings in there. Have they been putting banners on? I haven't looked. I haven't seen any. banners. Joe Rogan's got some. I looked into Rogan last week, and he's got, he's got banners. COVID nineteen is a serious problem. You need to do. I'm like, why yeah. is there a banner there? Yeah, I just had. <laughs> they must I, have been made fun of COVID. I had, I had COVID um, a few months ago. It was nothing for two days. It was like I was. I think the emotional impact yeah. was going. I tested positive for for COVID. It was worse than the disease. Yeah. And then I've had a cold for a week that has been like 10 times worse than, than COVID. And he goes, oh, it's because you've been vaccinated. Well, the vaccine was supposed to only last for a year. According to the medical reports, it's like there's no vaccine left. Oops. Play? I'm messing with. Was, oh. Don't play with that. I'm playing with my iPad. I was looking at, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about this book. And I don't know what I just did. Oh, wait, did you want to talk about Travis Taylor's? You were going to talk, you wrote, you did, you did a little dissertation about justifying how travis taylor is legit yes i have a uh yeah i have a i have a rant that i wrote about in defense of travis taylor that was on my computer my laptop which needed to be sent off to be repaired no i got it it got it back they um okay they fixed my fixed my laptop and i thought i'd gotten everything off of it but i hadn't gotten that off of it so I do have it here. I can we can talk I about that. I think you should because it's kind of interesting because one of the segments we hopefully will hit today, and if we don't later, but he wasn't. Did you notice on that Skinwalker Four? Not, and for everybody, it's not the skin regular Skinwalker Ranch. It's kind of a backdoor. Um, oh, so it's it's thing about Skinwalker. It's the basement office from the New York Post, and it's titled Skinwalker Ranch: New Evidence of Paranormal Activity. UFO Ghosts Part Four, and the guy's name is with Greenfield, Green Greenwald, or something. Greenwald. Anyway, the reason I brought that up is that Travis didn't want to participate in that. And Did you notice, yeah, yeah, it reminded me. I that... mean, obviously he wasn't in it, but I mean, he actively would not. At the end, they would. Come well, he on. doesn't. He doesn't have to. Why be there? Why would? Why should he? They're just the guy's just going to hammer him about, uh, you know, stuff. I don't know. I think he should have talked to him. I don't think it would have hurt. I think it would have been fine. Even Stephen Greenstreet, by the way. Greenstreet, Stephen Greenstreet. All right. I have, so, I have, well, hopefully we'll get to that. But I want to start with before Roswell. It's the something that involved the Trinity. It kind of started with the Trinity um, nuclear test blast in new mexico right at socorro yes and um a couple of kids were well the one kid had his farm and i didn't realize that this we talked about this before that they were all they were at 15 only 15 miles and within sight of ground zero of the nuclear test i hadn't 
until this came up and I watched it and you you did read about that part of it though, right? And what you're looking at cuz yes, the blast comes through the valley. I mean, it literally came and they they were protected somewhat, but they came into um you know, these guys, uh, there was Remy and Jose Padilla. They were kids. I'm I don't know if they said, but you know, Trinity was at uh seven sixteen forty five, the July sixteenth, nineteen forty five, at four fifty one AM, you know. Because he used to get up at four o'clock in the morning and feed the animals and go see dad off to work. And the nuclear blast hits and it jacked them up. I mean the the they had a black lab or something. It was Black Shepherd, I think. Um and it turned it like he said shepherd like yellow you know oh yeah black shepherd it changed bleached. the color of his coat it bleached the dog it yeah made the eye did something with the eyes um and, was it his mother or grandmother know, was peeking out and it blinded her permanently blinded her in one eye just peeking yeah. out through the cracks in the the house or so something then, so then this is in 45 because there's a little timeline going on that we'll discuss so in 45 so then they have this, a couple of weeks later, they have a, a town meeting and the military comes in and they let them know that it was not to worry. It was just an ammo bunker that had blown up. They gave him the story about it was nothing. Don't worry about it. So years to come, they're getting, people are dying of cancer. He's at, uh, Jose's teeth are falling out. He got one lung removed because it got cancer in it. This is, this Remy is... ended up. Yeah, yeah. This is this is in that that interview that video you were. Yeah, I didn't even no. see. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Because so, I haven't, I haven't um, seen that. I've I have the book Trinity by uh, Jacques Belli, but I'm only sixty percent of the way through. And so, I, oh yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, and it's I didn't realize. See, we talked about the incident only from the wreck. So anyway, go moving forward two weeks late two. August 16th, 1945 is when the crash, they actually witnessed Remy and Jose as, I've got to think they were in like fourth, fifth grade, something like that. They were like 10, um, and, 10 and six. They were little yeah, guys. So that they would were make real sense. little guys. And they were looking for a lost. Um, uh, One of the cows was goat. calfing. They're trying cows, to find the, yeah. the cow who was calfing or right. had given a calf and they wanted to round it up. So they see this ship, craft, spacecraft, it was losing, it was out of control, they said, and it hit a tower and then skidded and crashed onto um, Jose's dad's property. The space avocado. So they went over. The space the avocado. The space avocado. Yeah, yeah. there was a, a, a pretty good illustration. And so the sides torn out of these things, and he says there's three of these beans that look like... Um, you know, he says they would look like fire ants that could stand up. That was his uh, description of them. But they were green and with the big eyes. And they were crying, like making crying sounds. They said, like a rabbit when you shoot it. It's not literally dead. Did he, like he said squealing. He said they were green? Yeah. Green like the... Green, green or uh, gray like, or something they, they like, like that. They look like this guy. Not they, that green. They were they kind look, of gray, he said. This, but he says the gray was a, a uniform that was skin tight. You know, so it was, we don't know if that's the skin color, or if that was the uniform color of these little things. But they were wandering back and forth, crying. It's like they were confused. And they were spilling out of the ship. And then, um, you know, so they, one of them wanted, Jose wanted to help them, but Remy was crying. And he said, I'm not going, I'm not going down there. Yeah, <laughs> we're well, not going to go. Little guys know. terrified by what he's seeing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I even at that age. Fifth, we were, we knew each other in the fifth grade. I don't know if we would have ten, something like that would have happened. Ten and witness. Six. Yeah, in the yeah. fifth grade, where we in the fifth grade. Yeah, so was that ten? I don't know. We would have been curious. We would have at least sat there for a minute and watched it. <laughs> Probably tried to report it or something. I don't know. But the whole. So anyway. Time goes by. They go every day. Did you realize that they would go back every day? And the military, of course, yeah. showed up. And they're watching the, the military. GIs. Yeah, they, and they went to. They would leave every day to go to the bar and watch the girls. 
at their uh, in their town. So when they go, they would go to the watch the girls, then they'd go down to the ship. The, the beans were had already been scooped up, but they went inside the ship, and then they got this piece of metal. Did you see the piece of metal in the uh, video? It looks it's that's earthly. That's a piece. Of yeah, metal. they were saying uh, the analysis of that in the book is they were saying the closest thing they think it might have been a piece from a windmill or something. Yeah, Some, yeah, um, the, whatever um, tower. Well, someone flew over in in a because uh, there's an airbase nearby. So um, another part of that is a pilot flew over um, low enough to see that he said that there were some Indians by, he described the kids as being Indians. Yeah, Indian kids. He goes, yeah, there's a couple of Indians. There's a crash, I don't know if he really, there's a crash something and there's a couple of Indian kids. Indian kids, yeah, that's what he called them. You know, so he saw it, this pilot saw it and reported into the tower. And um, so it goes back and forth, but it's weird because that, and then they end up going in and grabbing that piece of metal, but thinking that it was part of the ship because they were able to pry it out with, um, you know, a bar, one of those trucking bars that they used to tie down. To yeah, the, yeah. The tie breaker, straps. probably breaker bar, which you use to crank down yeah. the chains to, to yeah. tie down so cargo. So pried it out of there, but really the thing was worth, I mean, that piece was kind of worthless. You yeah. Know? So it's, they, um, yeah, it's that... a piece of broken tower. They, but the pilot said the tower looked like something had hit it. He goes, it was bent over at the top. So the pilot corroborate, corroborated the the story of what had hit it. You know, and this is, um, I put this in one of the more believable, because she was interviewing Jose. He's still, I don't know if he's still alive today, but at that time, I don't think this is too old. So, um she interviewed him and he said, you know, that, I mean, his description was, and he was a highway patrol. He had ended up ultimately going into the, their, um, local, I don't know if he's highway patrol. He was in law enforcement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, just when not a guy, and after all these years still maintained that this exact story and they, they went on site and uh, look to see that where and it was, it was a big round area and where nothing will grow. And he says, "Yeah, this is where that's where it skidded, yeah. and here's where it came to a stop." Now, there's something weird in the book. They're describing the area. There's a couple things, and yes, they so um, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, they one the area had been graded, and um, yeah, and some sort of toxic plant had been planted at some yeah. point now it looks like the plant has been cleared up but there's part of the area had been graded uh to prevent uh to create a like a, a pond area a dam area to keep to control water flow or something right so, and the the well the other yeah that's the thing they had those weird plants there but the plants probably died because of what because he said there was a fire when it crashed there actually was some kind of, there was smoke. I don't know if there's an active fire, but there well, was smoke coming from the in, ship. In the book, when Bali went there, he was saying that it looked like this plant was an unusual plant to be in the area because it's also toxic to cattle. And he thinks yeah. that Bali speculated that the um, plant was planted to prevent people from coming over there and digging the area up. Well, so, yeah, the kids saw, they had some wacky, you know, we were all in the military and they had some probably privates there and they were picking up the pieces and they said they were too lazy and there was a crevasse of some mm -hmm. kind and they ended up ditching some of the larger pieces of the craft that was laying around and they just put it in this hole. And that, and so um, according, to, covered. according to Bali, when the area was graded, that um, ravine or whatever it was where they were throwing stuff. Yeah. Is it's under like 10, 10 feet of soil now because it, it came through the area had been graded. They created some sort of berm. Uh, they had planted. He speculated they had planted this plant to prevent people from going over there and digging things up. And in a newer right. video, it looks like the uh, plants had been cleared out. So what that would suggest to me, if the plants are no longer there and you have a circular area, I would say that somebody went back in and dug through everything. After Valley, yeah, I would after, have to agree. After Valley had been there, and this maybe even this book came out, uh, somebody went in and did an extensive um, survey, digging up that area to make sure that there's nothing left. 
but that's... Yeah, they mentioned that it wasn't it wasn't their property anymore. It's like BLM property now, something like that. They don't own it, so you can't just. It's always been the government, BLM government, but they said that it was on. I thought they mentioned that it was his dad's property that had been crashed on in the beginning. Don't remember the detail. It's always been BLM land, but I think some ranchers can lease tracts of land from the BLM okay. for exclusive um, grazing of your grazing, cattle. Whatever. Yeah. So his dad may have le- leased, you know, that tract of land for grazing. Just and the, the, you lease it because you don't want you want it to be just for your cattle. And you don't want other people to come in, and you know, it's just to control the, you know, the conflict between ranchers. So I don't know. I I don't know, but I would say that uh, maybe with that circular area where nothing was growing, I would say that somebody's come in there and and excavated because it's completely different from what uh, Vali was seeing when he visited it. The toxic plants are gone. The, um, and if that plants there when Vali was there, yeah, it was growing. He was saying these plants were growing right where the kids said everything had crashed. And, uh, it's a plant that's toxic to cattle. And it's um, ranchers hate this stuff because it just screws the animals up. And if you get right. it on your hands and stuff, it causes a rash. There was causing, they wanted to do some uh, surveying while they were there. And this plant really hung them up because it was just all over the place. And he was saying it wasn't, it, what was weird was it wasn't growing anywhere else around there. And he was speculating that they had, it had been planted on purpose to keep people from digging up the area. And now it's all gone and there's a circular area where it's been all dug up or something. So I'd yeah. say, I'd say something happened and somebody went in there and, and, um, yeah. did a, did a dug survey. Up, dug, yeah. Dug up the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, but yeah, it looked really graded and nice when they were walking him and that, that, that girl it's, with that lady yeah. walking along that writer. Know. They've, uh, well, yeah. the tie in. Yeah, the tie-in, and you know Roswell. So they two, anyway, speed forward two years now. Roswell, you know, so they're around. They, um, the sheriff. They well, they went there with the sheriff and his dad. Actually, if we go back to the Socorro yeah. incident, yeah, yeah they I went. They went there with the sheriff and his dad. Was and that the sheriff? He heard the sheriff mention that yeah, these things are flying around. I can't you remember know? if if did the. Did his sheriff and his dad were they able to go out there when the um the crash thing was still there or was that after the they pulled it out? It was after they put it on the track. Oh, so that when they the sheriff and their dad went out there, yeah. it's all, all been cleaned up at that point. It was cleared. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's um I don't know, maybe they were there because the thing didn't I, I, I don't get remember cleaned up right away. They didn't they put it on a trailer. It was kind of funny because it's they were talking about how they loaded it up and they used a they actually had to construct a wooden they pulled in the flatbed they had to dig actually grade a road to get to it they had to go through their property make an opening in the fence the military you know got their permission to oh yeah yeah because they, they needed probably to, said this is what we're doing they, well they they had to ask permission because they the the people actually own the land and they wanted to they had to ask permission to cross their land. Um, yeah. And that was the easiest way to get to the crash site. So, yeah. um, and they graded they, a road. Yeah. And they widened the, the gate. Thing. So they get there and they were saying that they used a wooden A frame to lift because it, the thing was 15 by 30, the mm-hmm. craft. That's a pretty big craft. Yeah. Um, not huge, but I mean, definitely liftable i guess i don't know which weight but um they use an a frame like didn't they have a crane i mean did they not have portable crane i guess like now you 1945 yeah did they not have you can rig a steam shovel (laughs) just rigging it i'm sure there was there was a lot of ingenuity and and stuff that was sort of brought to bear because of world war ii so they probably just bring in a bunch of a four by or four by twelves or well, something like that, and yeah, just, big big lumber, and yeah, when you can get big lumber like that, and it just, I mean, an A frame wouldn't be hard to rig up, and then you just use a use the truck to to 
lift. Yeah. Yeah. It would block and tackle and just lift. Yeah. Know, well, yeah. And they, it. You, you hook the truck up or the trucks that got winches on them. You just winch stuff up on it. They probably used to yeah. doing like vehicle recovery, tank recovery. It's not any more complicated than t uh, recovering a tank yeah. from somewhere and probably easier. Yeah. It just seemed odd to me that they use that method. I don't know, but that's well now, now they would have a crane, but, uh, back then it's just yeah, like, you, I mean, just, yeah, we got to lift something, just grab some wood, get it done. Yeah, it's definitely. So they put this thing on the flatbed and then they sent it through, they said through, they did it at midnight. He had the time and timing. He says mm -hmm. everybody was asleep. He mentioned a couple of things. They, they did this while everybody was asleep. And, uh, I guess he knew, you know, probably as a curious kid, you know, he, cause they went there every day and, and watched for this. They put this thing on. He goes, I don't know where they took it, but you know, who knows if they, took and they, it to, they had to cant it because it had to get underneath the, the uh, overpass. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, wherever they took it. Did you see that in that article are. that the, uh, new defense authorization act pushed back the date where they're supposed to search records from 1947 to 1945. And that was, Did they? yeah. And that was to, um, encompass this crash. So the new, um, act says that the military and government offices are supposed to search their records back to 1945. Now, instead of just to 1947 to Roswell, now they have supposed to search back to 1945 and that's to cover the Trinity crash. Hopefully they'll find something. <laughs> I predict they're going to, to we go. not find, yeah. have anything, find anything. We can't find any records. We don't know where they are. We won't put any we money any on that. Yeah, they're we don't not have any records. Anything. We don't know what's going on. We just, you know, sometimes stuff just gets thrown away. Hey, you know, uh, it's just, we shredded it, bunch which of, is possible. Bunch, some it's guy... Possible. Some, I can't remember the details, but some guy got a bunch of blue book records from somewhere, I think out of a dumpster or something crazy. And it really? was just, yeah, they weren't classified stuff, but it was just like, it was project blue book. And he, um, he was selling them. I don't know if he sold them or not. It was like offering, selling them for like $20,000 for all these blue book records. Not a bad, not a bad thing. But the official records were supposedly have been moved to the national archives. And I haven't got to it, but in the Trinity book, um, Vali talks about the um, Blue Book records because he's actually been to to Blue Book with Heineck and um, oh, the guy that was there. What's the, I'm forgetting his name? Quintanilla. He yeah. actually he went there with Heineck and um, yeah, Quintanilla to look at look at official records at one point. But I'll, I'll finish reading that book. I'm 60% of the way through. Well, yeah. So the tie-in is obviously Roswell two years later now. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got them falling out of the sky again. <laughs> and, <laughs> <Why>? yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows what the reason was that they, they went down in some sort of electrical storm. I don't know if that had something to do with it. But there was nuclear weapons at Roswell, we know. Nuclear weapons. And then there was the, they're talking about the new radar sets and, and all that other stuff that... Um, we're bringing down the, that was the speculation of one thing was the radars, the high power radars were bringing down the UFOs in the area, which is the uh, UFO crash at Aztec story, which is, you know, where they're talking about all these different crashes in the, the, uh, that area in this very expensive and rare book. Did you have a cover on that bill? Yes, I have not ripped. I have not ripped the cover off and thrown it in the garbage like somebody this I know. Stupid! How am I supposed to read it with that cover on it? <laughs> Where are you? What's this alien doing on here? <laughs> What's this cool? What's this cool alien drawing doing on the front of my cool book? alien drawing on my on my book. book? What is this? I don't need this plastic cover. I just tear it off like it's a birthday present. Yeah, just open Didn't that even baby carefully up. do it. <laughs> hey, I'm. Uh, been reading a oh you asked um i sent you an ebook copy of of uh what's that book magonia by Vali? What's magnolia, your... magnolia or whatever it is yeah, yeah by what, is your, what is your uh i haven't read it yet haven't well, read it you, yet. you haven't read it yet it's it's like been a been like four days you should have been done but... yeah i know well i'm still reading you know identified flying objects by 
you know. Valley, you have you have a couple other books by Valley too, and um, I just picked up. Um, he's written a lot. I didn't realize how much he'd written, um, and I don't have the uh, Magonia book in in my um, bibliography. But you have um, a couple other books written by him. And we do. We both have it. You have Dimensions, a, a casebook of alien contact, and uh, Confrontations, a scientist's search for alien contact. And then he's got a third book, which um, is supposed. This is like a trilogy, and I've just ordered that. I don't remember what the title was. And uh, there's other other. I just picked up the ebook for um, 2009. Came out just before the Trinity book. It's called Wonders in the Skies, Unexplained Area Objects from Antiquity to Modern Times, where um, Vali and this other guy, Abek, are t talking about uh, UFO sightings and things in the, the sky that have been seen for, I guess, thousands of years. So he's, right. I didn't realize how, how prolific, <laughs> prolific UFOs in Space, Anatomy of Phenomena was one of his early books, UFO Enigma, Challenge to Science. And then the book after that is the Magonia book. Is like that his first sort of triple series of, of books. And then is he uh, still around? Yeah, he's still alive. I, he's, I just saw so, him. He's eighty. I just read he's eighty something. He lives in Palo Alto. He's a he's a entrepreneur and and yeah and been so doing the side gig this UFO thing. What's he do? Um, he yeah. is um. He does investment. He's like a silicone, silicone, silicon, silicone valley guy. Silicon valley guy. Silicon valley guy, and uh, he's been doing that. The computer guy is involved in the uh, computer internet stuff, and he's always had a done the um, UFO stuff as a parallel to his other life. I just finished. Uh, I'm finishing up reading a book called Authors of the Impossible: The Paranormal and the Sacred by Jeffrey J. Kripal, and he um, has a chapter on uh, Bali and his writing and his books, which I didn't realize how extensive his writing was, even though I had a few of his books, just haven't gotten to haven't gotten to him. Um, but apparently, yeah. the Magonia book is Bali summing up his um, sort of philosophy and uh, observations in the late 60s. How did you hear about that? Was that from Corey? The Vali book? Yeah, the Magonia. Magdolia? Magonia. Oh, it was in the middle of the night. There was on Ancient Aliens, and they were talking about it. And I'm like, I haven't heard of this. Yeah. I... Did you, had you sent me that before? No, I just, I, I hadn't heard about it until I was reading this chapter in this book on Vali, where this guy is talking about... Um, him and his investigations of UFO and sort of the religious phil philosophical implications of this stuff. It's a good book. Uh, they use words that I don't understand, like Gnostic and some other things. I have to keep looking up. They use these big words. But this guy is a uh, professor of religion somewhere. And he's investigating, uh, writing about uh, the paranormal and uh ufo stuff and viewing it is the um what he's addressing is sort of the sacred component of being human because we have you know if we have our our component we have the physical we have the mental and the spiritual and we have been you and i because we basically grew up in the same bubble pod little pod Yes. Uh, we have been indoctrinated against organized religion our whole lives. And um, so, but there, but humans, as part of our makeup and part of our consciousness, we have a um, necessity, I think, or a component that is a spiritual component. So you always look for, you look, you, we are, I think, biologically programmed maybe to look, as this guy would say, to look for the sacred. So it's just so part of being ingrained. This is ingrained. It's in just us. it's just part of um, your yeah. It's just part of uh, being human. There's a yeah. the physical, the mental, and spiritual, which is something I've that stuck with me since I had a I had a Mexican professor of economics, and um, he wasn't Mexican American. He was Mexican, 
And he, um, he said that during one of the lectures in my first year of college, I think. And he said the, the humans have this component, these three components. So we will always look for a, a spiritual component. So if you don't have that, one of the things that we see in modern society is this obsession with politics. So people that, people that if you don't have um, some sort of outlet, I mean, people always sort of embrace some sort of spiritual outlet. People will embrace politics. And that's for a lot of people in this country. Um, politics has become their religion, as we can see with the crazy. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's, you look for an, you look for an outlet to fulfill yeah. that spiritual component and people use religion to fill that component, Re religion. People do use religion to fill, but they use uh, politics to fulfill that spiritual component or, um, uh, belief in UFOs or belief in flat earth or, you know, other things that people look for these, these things they to la latch on to something to believe in something to fulfill that need you yeah. have to um and i'm not he calls it um he calls it the sacred which i think is i mean it's just it's a i mean i don't know how to clearly define it but you need a spiritual it's part of our being is this triumvirate where the physical we have the mental and then you have the spiritual and the spiritual you you fill that spiritual void with whatever works for you and um what? This hmm? is a, I'm not, we don't, like, we don't embrace this as though, you know, it's we're a, just research, doing not much more than researching what's happening in the past and well, what's going on in the present. In, in, in my life, I would say that the spiritual component was, was uh, filled up with being a scientist. So that was yeah. my, my spiritual component. I mean, it's like, you know, there's the physical, the mental, and the spiritual component was science. Um, and so that's basically what I'm still doing. But he yeah. has, um, um, so it's a search for the sacred. And I think that's true with a lot of scientists. They don't go into, you look at some of these older scientists and their writings, they're, they're doing science and they're doing this stuff, not because of, well, they're doing it because they're interested in discovery. But a lot of the older scientists will say they're doing science and research because it's also a uh, way to understand the universe. And if you want to understand the universe, to understand God. So everybody has something that they incorporate as a spiritual component. You just have to identify it. Um, yeah. And I've, uh, with our current day and age, it's like obvious that this, this people are obsessed with politics and the crazy and the politics, the, uh, the, it's fulfilling their religious spiritual component of their lives. Otherwise they wouldn't believe this stuff. It's like rabid doctrinism, you know, you're either you either believe our belief system or you're um you know you're a bad person that's that is a religion if if you yeah. view if you view something at that extreme level it's no longer you know whatever a belief system it's a it's a religion if you you know break break everything down into good and evil anyway all right um now the religion corner well, I mean, Vali is looking at a lot of these guys like Vali and stuff. They're looking for, um, looking for a larger dimension in the understanding of UFOs other than sort of a mechanistic, you know, basic scientific viewpoint. So you, they're embracing, uh, more wild ideas like interdimensional stuff time travel can be that things like that so it's like basically what this book authors of the impossible boils down to i'm almost done with it is and it's a simple it's a simple message and the message is just have an open mind yeah. and that's something that's that's uh, that if a person doesn't have an open <laughs> If a person doesn't have an open mind and is willing to ask questions, then they are following a doctrine, a religious doctrine. So, um, yeah, as I go through this process that we're doing and I'll ask people, do you believe in UFOs? We, I make Debbie crazy because I'll randomly ask random people while we go to different places. Random strangers. And I'll ask them. Some people are just like, no, Ow. you know what I mean? No, get away from me. But most people are, and then most people are, will say, 
you know, there's got to be something out there. Oh yeah. You know, even, yeah. even though I'm not sure if it's from out there or if it's, it was from out there and it's from here or if they're from our future or what. Well, or just the exploration of the what could be possible is what well, we're doing. The you know? the the um when I talk about the spiritual and the sacred, it's just could be as simple as a belief in something greater than yourself. Yeah. Something the so the universe is bigger than we think, you know, there's more mysteries and things. That's I this guy uses the word, he calls it this the belief in the sacred. And I think it's just belief, it's having an open mind and believing that there's more to the universe than just you know, the mechanics of physics and mathematics. So we don't understand everything. We will never understand everything. So not in our lifetimes. Yeah. Not in our lifetime. It's just kind of funny where people just, you know, I feel like these things are flying around above us. I've never seen one. Yeah, but it's, you know, I've, but when you ask for people that I don't really, that don't really care. It's interesting the different viewpoints about, UAPs and UFOs where people will be, I don't really, you know, I never really thought about it <laughs> where I'm like, ah, there's gotta be something out there. I don't, I'm not rabid about it though. Cause I haven't seen one, you know, it just seems to be all this evidence, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, there's, um, it's, it's been an ex exploring this literature, just starting to explore the UFO literature from the fifties and moving forward. It's like, there's an extraordinary amount of evidence in an extraordinary amount of effort by the government to, um, we see that with with um, Twitter, the extraordinary effort of the government to suppress people thinking freely about this stuff. So it's yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, they just keep they just keep quelting everything. Yeah, you know yeah. they just not everything, but they're you know a lot. They just are trying to block it at every. And it's coming on fast and furious with them. And then I kind of feel like they're putting things out there. I know Galileo is a thing that that Harvard is doing. But Harvard, it's Harvard, uh, Harvard. in the back of my mind, I just feel like it's just something that they're doing that you know, show try to show us that they're doing something, but they're just yeah, like to well, squelch. we're doing something to try to find it. And now NASA's involved. Well now yeah. we've got NASA like NASA's probably always been involved, but they don't. Well, not on a public scale. In the, I have a, yeah, I don't know. The, um, the question is, is like, it will they do what's always been done in the past? Is in a year or two, it'll come out. NASA will go. Well, we've analyzed all this stuff. We haven't seen anything. We found it. We have. Found yeah, we nothing. haven't found anything. When we know they have, and then they'll have other. Yeah, you know, and then they'll have uh, the Galileo come out. We've got you know, 50 of these things out and we've been doing it for two years. We're shutting the program down because no one's giving yeah. us any more money and we haven't we seen do. anything. Yeah. We haven't seen, yeah, exactly. And that's the way I feel about, you know, Elizondo also. I well, feel they, like, you know, they've Elizondo little pieces and then pulling back and going, well, nothing's really, no, well, can't really tell you anything. They've sung, they've sung their song and they don't have any more tunes. They've, they've only have so much to talk about. And then it's it. That's it. And Elizondo's done that. So he's just repeating yeah. what he's repeated in the past, and we've all seen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. It's like the uh, Ros Roswell reports, which I will read eventually. That the Air Force came out with two three hundred page reports debunking Roswell. It's like three hundred pages each. Um, and then we have yeah. the. We still haven't gotten the UAP report that was supposed to be given to Congress last year. That still hasn't been released. They're so, we're like they treat us like children, like they well, they'll forget about it if we I don't know. <laughs> and then they'll, they'll just get make, excited about it and they'll forget about it. There'll be another dozen UFO yeah. shows rehashing the same ten or twelve UFO stories oh, out of the God, thousands. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting a hopefully like fingers crossed. There's I found this uh book that wrote up that supposedly has a decent write-up of the guy that was kidnapped in Brazil and forced to have sex with the hot blonde. So I've actually... Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I've actually... I've, I've ordered the book. It was published in 1969 called The Humanoids. And we'll... Wait, what year? 1969. What year? 69. And I... Uh, <laughs> 
We'll see if I get it because I, I ordered it from this like book warehouse in the, the UK, which is the same place that you ordered a book from. And they just sent you like some other random book. Instead yeah, of the they right... sent me another book. Yeah, all creatures. Like some, some yeah. About reading the creature scat. <laughs> no, it was an ESP. It was an ESP dog book oh, or something, which yeah, would make a great show. Like, but oh. it... Uh, but it, uh, but it's that company. So I've ordered it from them, and it's a good price. But we'll see what they send me because it's like it might just be some sort of randomly selected book. So but we don't have that here. I mean, we don't have a copy in the states. This was the stuff. cheapest one I could find. Uh, some pilgrim, the most expensive one I saw. Some pilgrim was asking two hundred and fifty dollars for this, and uh, usually they're selling for like forty, fifty bucks or something. And the one in England was a dollar. So shipping was $8. So I ordered it and I'm like, oh, and it was 10 bucks total. So it's like, oh, okay. 10 bucks, but I'm not going to pay some pilgrim, you know, a hundred bucks or 50 bucks for the, a little 40, 50 year old paperback. So, so we'll see. We'll see. But mean, it's supposedly we'll about it in much greater detail, but what is he? So he got kidnapped. He got kidnapped. He's he the guy in Brazil. Him. Yeah. He got kidnapped and then uh, a blonde hottie forced him to have sex on the spaceship and uh supposedly this book has the best write-up of it because he talked about um he sketched out some sort of uh writing that was in the ship and he tried to steal a dial uh, but they you know they kicked him off the ship before he could pry the dial loose or something i don't know 100 100 percent if i'm sure but i think this is the best write-up of that event that's out there so we'll see we'll see if i can get it so um the story but i just it's I great, thought it was one of those it's a great yeah, story i never really considered it to be one of those things that we would you know just sounded yeah. like some blonde hottie you know, is, is, is it gonna have diagrams and things on it Yes, it'll, they'll be showing exactly what he did. Now, uh, oh, supposedly yeah. he did I a sketch. He, he saw, some, yeah, he saw some writing on over one of the doorways, and so in this book, he supposedly has sketched out what he saw in this the writing that he saw on the doorway and stuff, which is, is what this guy's still alive. Is no, he still alive? This is fifty years ago, but after this happened, okay. apparently this book. Uh, collected together some of these stories about people's abductions and um this is the uh this is one of my favorite i want this abduction to happen to me the uh one of my favorite abductions because it's like he's he's a he's a my favorite favorite it's, abduction it's a little a little bit different than betty and barney hill that's absolutely sure. yeah so we'll, we'll cover that <laughs> If I get the book, this because this is the company that that sent you that book, yeah. that random yeah, book. Yeah. Oh, we don't have the book. Somewhere. We'll just send him this one here. So we were going to do a show about. It. I think Deb and I were going to do a show about it. I'll have to dig it up. The it really ESP wasn't that horrible, but it wasn't what I wanted. It. Yeah. 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 The ESP. ESP or something. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, good. I remember now. Should do that. It'd be interesting. Are we going to talk about what? the uh, um, Stephen Green Street? Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. New York Post Basement Office. I got a lot of notes on this. I got five pages. I do. I do also. So they started out with Stephen arriving at so Frugal and um, Skinwalker. We're well. Well, let's do. Let's do this. We can pick it up next time. And if we okay. don't finish this, we'll, we'll we'll start on this. And then uh, next time too, I can read my rant, my in defense of Travis Taylor. You can't say Travis, Travis Taylor, Travis like Taylor in defense of Travis Taylor. We have a we have a listener that likes to hear you say it like Travis that. Taylor. Yeah, I'll, I can Taylor. read it. A, I can read. Noise? I can read my defense in the voice of Travis Taylor. In defense of Travis just, Taylor, by Doctor Bill. I, uh, <laughs> I will just. We'll just, just they remember the ball. Remember the little light. I'm just going to oh. we'll talk about the whole. Yeah, because you're mentioning yeah, Travis yeah, Taylor. Yeah. Travis Taylor. They put in there about his how he saw the little light that yeah. was an orb going through the forest. Yeah. And then they were doing this segment and they're talking about oh, it's probably just a spider on a spider yeah. feather. Yeah. yeah. It's being illuminated by the light. Yeah, they um way. they they didn't they didn't present a lot of good evidence to this guy. So what do we got? Um Oh, he had a quote. This the basement office. The guy does a good job. I hate his haircut, though. Do, Stephen, Stephen, yeah. fix your hair. Yeah, he's, 
They're all Mormon, including him. I mean, they're all... That, he, that should, my impression you know. is he's a Jack Mormon at this point. So he's no longer participating in the church. So, And he lives in New York City. So I, I have a feeling he's a Jack Mormon. But that did open doors for him because he does know the, the lore. The lore. And the, uh, he is one with the yeah. body with the Mormon church. Um, so they, they started the show with a quote by Albert Einstein. There are only two ways to live your life. One is through nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And that sort of goes back to the, uh, the, uh, thing where I was talking about the component, the sacred, the spiritual component. Yeah. So, I mean, even Einstein embraced the, uh, spiritual component. And the fact that all these people involved in this thing are Mormon means that they're open to their, I think it's, they've just, except for Stephen Greenstreet, they are more open to um, um, the impossible, maybe, the unusual. They're more open to the idea that this stuff could be happening. So um, yeah, but they didn't see any. I mean, the big deal about it is they didn't see anything. They didn't see a dino. Be he, they admit, hey, we didn't see any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, any yeah. dino beavers or any wolves that or that were shot and can't be killed or hurt. Yeah, that was. Or you know, any monster spiders or you know, um, you know. Well, it's fun. one one of the speculations from that. Is and I've seen that elsewhere, and also in that book that I was just reading, is that some people um, are sort of attuned to see this stuff. It's like that scientist from the um, Pentagon that said he saw the the tubular bell thing in the kitchen, although the people yeah. from people from the ranch were saying it was in the in the foyer. living living room foyer foyer yeah. area, yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Let's, they said that other things happened in the foyer, like a grid thing would open up. You know, like this grid. Yeah, and they're saying that they would open up and feeling people had feelings and stuff. Oh, uh, let me yeah. go up my Brandon acquired Brandon Fugel acquired uh, Skinwalker's religious and spiritual journey. Uh, believer no experiences in the Travis Taylor Green Street is full of crap. What the hell am I talking about? Oh, oh, that's oh no, that, 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 that was yeah. on Twitter. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, he's uh, yeah, Travis, Travis, buddy, buddy, listen to me, listen to me, pal. <laughs> Rule number one: Do not respond to people on Twitter when they criticize yeah. you. Just stop. Just stop. Ignore it. Don't do it, Travis. And I before I. <laughs> You know, before we get too deep in this, we're critical of you. We believe in you. We uh, we support you. Um, and you know, it's okay not to talk to people. Just keep doing your job. You're doing okay. We'll get more into that when I read your defense. The defense of Travis <laughs> in Taylor. Defense of Travis Taylor. Travis Taylor. <laughs> but buddy, buddy, do not respond on on Twitter. Just stop. Don't do it. Put it down. Put it down. Um. Travis Taylor, <laughs> Green Street is full of crap. Uh, didn't want Green Street at the ranch. Nope. That's fine. I mean, that's he's a, he's the right thing. And then wouldn't also wouldn't participate. Wouldn't yeah, you don't have to. I mean, if you if you're somebody that a reporter wants to interview, and you know that the reporter is either going to be, uh, I think Travis Taylor is trying to avoid a hit piece. So it's like a reporter, it's a hostile environment, hostile yeah. interview, and and the guy's just out to hammer you and make you look stupid. So it's like if you think the reporter is going to do that, just don't, just don't talk to him. There's yeah. it's a it's a lose lose situation. Um, I don't know anybody who's good at that. There's I'm trying to think of a interview with a uh, hostile reporter. Oh yeah, there's a few. There's a, I can think of a couple politicians that are good at that. Well, we won't mention the, the Trump name because uh, then you won't be able to monetize this uh, thing. And I do want to add... There's another one that they won't monetize. I do want to add uh, to this this uh, podcast, I want to add Area 51, JFK assassination, uh, climate change, and flat earth, just so the algorithm can catch those words out of the, the show. Yes, and, and that'll be it for 
Yeah, another one that won't be. There you go. To be. There you go. Okay, warming. Well, that's okay. Warming. At least we're doing this COVID, hobby and not COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. <laughs> there. So we, we're going to hit all the we're going to hit all the high points and vaccine. You already COVID. Yeah, you vaccine. COVID nineteen booster. Booster. COVID-19 Don't booster. vaccine. So anyway, um, have you had your booster shots? I've done the initial two. I won't do any more. I've That's had it. it. I I got COVID, so it's like my immune system was boosted by catching it. So I didn't. I don't need a booster. Why should I? I need a booster. Natural yeah. immunity is far superior to um, a vaccine, and that used yeah. to be the science before COVID. Before COVID, the science was if you had the disease, don't you don't need to be inoculated because the natural disease will inoculate you more than a vaccine. But then all of a sudden that science went away and apparently wasn't true anymore. And I don't know why I can't figure out what happened to, to it, to, to do this. So apparently natural immunity was no longer a thing. So welcome to new America. Um, So much for this episode after that. So much for this episode. (laughs) JFK, JFK was assassinated by the CIA um just to throw that we out can't there have an opinion we're not allowed to have an opinion. no opinions disinformation <laughs> we are um this is your distance dis this is your disinformation network uh i've already to... been looked like by the government this week so it's all right yeah i think they're investigating that other guy that's involved in the middle east with your name <laughs> not you so. yeah you'll find out i'll find I... out soon enough Really why not? If you disappear, you guys in trench If you disappear, yeah. If you disappear, I don't know you. I, 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 yeah. I never knew this guy. I don't know. I don't know why. Why you think I knew him? I don't you better know. find out. A, you better find a way to take down all these two hundred episodes. Uh, Google will do that <laughs> for you what... once you. Google will do it for you once you disappear after six months. Yes, I, yeah, just... erase me. Yeah, erase. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I never knew any guy by that name. Um. So all these uh, all these guys, so they're going through. Oh yeah, what'd you think of the security guy? Was his uh, what do they call it? He was his um, mentor when he dragon. did his dragon. Did his yeah, he uh, was, his yeah. He was dragon was his father. No, what do we call it what his father. Him? It I have the I have the master his, his master. <laughs> mentor or whatever his mentor when he did his um, yeah. His, uh, what do they call it? His Mormon, missionary. His missionary. Missionary stuff in Hawaii. In they Hawaii. Did well, they had the best assignment. I usually hear them like in some third world country. They got away. Uh, yeah, or, I mean, you know, the, New Jersey. The few people I've talked to that have done the missions, usually they're they're at the benefit is that you you go to some country and you learn the language and the culture. So I think there's there's a big benefit for people doing these missions. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. It's just Hawaii is a definite you know, win. If Hawaii's you wanna... a good assignment. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Make some calls, go surfing. Yeah, yeah. Well, got to learn. We have to learn the, you know, the language and the people. So we got to do what they do. Yeah. So uh, around in flip flops. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of that. So he had. uh, So Brandon Fugel distanced himself from Bigelow's claims in the show. Yes. Uh, The only thing that they really claim was a um, something they've experienced is the hitchhiker effect. And that was the illnesses and injuries at the ranch. And we've seen that with the show, uh, that one guy had that weird head injury. Yeah, the bump. Yeah, that was scary. And he said they couldn't diagnose. I didn't think it was that bad during the show. They kind of went into the emergency room and kind of got out. And they said he was, now they're saying that he had some sort of weird disease thing that they they couldn't diagnose. Yeah, they don't know what it is. Um just and a then, bump on a skull. Yeah. So they've had several people have had health issues there, which is interesting. The um the, the ranch house and now Green Street was pointing out that they had the location for the um um Lakatsky tubular bells thing is wrong. Yeah. They, uh th- yeah, they're saying in the foyer they got a camera in there. Spooky place. Now the foyer is the spooky place. So eh, we'll see about that. 
uh, Kristen, uh, Brandon Fugel's wife saw something at the ranch and Brandon Fugel actually said he saw a UFO at the ranch when, um, that one guy was visiting yeah. Kit Green. Is that right? Yeah. He says he saw it. Yeah. That's where he saw it over the Mesa. Yeah. That's and all the phones and stuff st started work, stopped working. And then they have that, that, uh, double arrow symbol, which they say is an old Masonic symbol that means as above, so below. Like heaven and earth. Yeah. So uh, Kit but Green. they do have a picture of the UFO during that time that they, they saw it. Yeah. Somehow that's... a picture was taken next uh, well, to were... the shoulder of some guy. They were taking pictures before all the phones went dead and stuff. And this was one that's that that uh, this thing popped up. I, it's, yeah, cell phone pictures are a real pain in the butt. They're not the best thing. Yeah. Uh, 40 to 50 grayish saucer. So Brandon Fugel said he saw, a, is it 40 to 50 foot grayish saucer? All the yeah. phones went dead. They found that one photo with it in the background. And, uh, Brandon Fugel said that this was a game changing experience. But, uh, one of the things that occurred to me is like what was pointed out before Brandon Fugel also investigate investigated invested uh, several million dollars into the artificial gravity machine that that one guy was yeah, trying to put together <laughs> yeah, the guys bad news. yeah the guy's got um the guy's got some beliefs going on but yeah part of the um we, we'll come to that we're running out of time but we'll come back to this and uh but part of that is the um the you all the people at the ranch and maybe even Travis Taylor, all these people have sort of this, um, they're part of the Mormon religion. And so they're already primed to, and willing to accept, uh, uh, the supernatural or the unusual. So, Hey, let's, uh, what else? We, so your last, last week's show did really well with your interview with Gary Nolan, who looked Gary just like, Look just like Corey. Nolan looks like Corey. Yeah, Corey. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's. I was saying you should do you should do interviews where it's like uh, you'll interview somebody as the person. So okay, Corey, you, if you were Gary Nolan, how would you answer this question? Well, you're going to be Louis Elizondo next week. Okay, so, we'll so as as Louis Elizondo, how would I answer? You ask me a question as Louis Elizondo, and I will, so, I will try and answer. So I can yeah, do that. I can do that. Fully worded, you know, intro yeah. in the uh, YouTube, and uh, there's I didn't realize until I had 101. <laughs> well, hey, I've been doing that. And then I figured it out. Then you were mentioning, oh yeah, that's how this one did. Nobody, nobody like. said, what are, what are you doing? Somebody should have put a comment. I mean, oh, um, they will eventually. They must do. <laughs> But yeah, so how's the how's the book? You're re still reading the Tempestrial book? Extra Tempestrial, yeah, the Identified Blind Objects. It's wrapping up right now. They're speculating on what people will look like in the future and you, you know, there's an, and I sent you the um, you know, the the numbers on autism. We won't go Oh yeah, let's let's that. talk about autism. I don't believe that, but we can talk about that next I don't time. I believe it, but it's um yeah. Well, it'll only take a second. I don't want to talk about it negatively because that's not, I don't want... Autism negatively? Yeah, I'm not going to... Well, you know... It's so, like, but yeah, we could talk about it. So what I is the advantage... The numbers, the numbers. Of the, the autism is increasing. So what is the advantage that... Uh, what is the advantage that autistic people would bring to humanity? Well, it's... The thing is what... There's several le different levels of autism, obviously. You've got Elon Musk. <laughs> that's one level yeah. and then you've got uh, several other tons of other levels i think not tons but and i haven't looked into it that much but there is speculation that that is could possibly be the, the next i'm going out there now and i'm saying oh. speculation i'm not saying i believe anything necessarily that that could be the next level of evolution I mean, yeah, but, but what is know. the what is the advantage of that? Is it just the focus um, and the ability to be creative technically? Uh, yes, I think that's definitely it. And I just kind of want to bring back to Socorro, where they tore out the side of the ship, and the 
um, what the aliens were doing, what their reaction was as they spilled out the side of the damaged ship. What, what, what is it that they did? It was almost like they were confused and they were squealing. Yeah. And that, you know what I'm saying? I'm kind just of like, like a, just like an autistic saying kid. that that might be, I don't want to say they were autistic like aliens. It, it could be where it's headed. I don't know. But I mean, another, I didn't send you the next thing. It said by 20, that I dredged up and everything. You can write anything on anything on it because the internet said it's true. Inter- and it's true. It's on the internet. By, by, JFK was killed by, by the one, CIA. Yeah. <laughs> by 2025, one in two children will be autistic. That's another wow. thing. One in two? Yeah. There was one an in article, two? One wow. in two kids will be autistic. And they wow. said social. And then they're saying about it's the, you know, you're, you're, your uh the shots that were gonna maybe co i don't know if it's gonna be covid i don't know but they, oh they're saying the vaccine and well you know my ideas on on what's causing it yeah yeah it could be one in well right now it's one in 44 or but they're saying know, it's currently. gonna go go way up it's, yeah it's gonna be okay. one and two which is you know and the, it i i i don't want to say i don't hope it's true maybe this is going somewhere i don't know maybe there's a reason for it you know, beyond their vaccinations being, a, you know, I yeah. think you would probably agree. It could be the vac, what we're pumping into people, I, I not don't into think the it, kids, but into the parents. We we do. I do think we over vaccinate our children and it's, it's just a money game at that point. Yeah. There's, I'm not against vaccination. It's, it's, I yeah. am for vaccination, but we do over vaccinate our kids. Um, yeah, I'm simply stating the numbers. I don't, you know, it's, uh, well, yeah. Anyway, so, the, so do you the, think the advantage is so everyone's gonna? So you think there'll be definitely an advantage to humanity if if we have more people like Elon Musk? And I wish I could remember the uh, scientist that mentioned this. I don't think it was Musk. I think it, I can't remember who it is. Mentioned that he had several colleagues, uh, and he's a scientist, and there mm-hmm. he had several colleagues that he was sure that they were autistic they were they were they were my they were brilliant minds brilliant i and you know i mean that they measure these things in certain ways so it's like uh, the way that i look at if a scientist stepped forward and he tells you how much grant money he has that that doesn't mean anything the question you have to ask is what has what is the contribution that this person has made to the science so it's like you can look at Albert Einstein, you go, well, yeah, it's obvious what he, we all know what he did. Well, his point is that they pretty much stayed to themselves in their office, never really socialized with anyone, which could be a lot of scientists. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, they didn't talk to anyone. They don't know, it didn't how to act, know how to um, socialize with other people. So like Alan, were, you, know, like, you know, but you want to, I also want to look at what their contribution is. You can also a more modern interpretation would be Alan Turing and his contributions to computational science and cryptography are huge. You can look at that. So he's made these big things. So it's, yeah, there may be more, the, the analysis needs to be deeper than just that there are more autistic people. It's like, are they providing benefit to society? And can an autistic person that is disconnected from the emotional connection to other people offer a positive benefit they all might become mad scientists and take over the world like musk elon musk you know what you you get when you have a lot of autistic people more autistic people (laughs) (laughs) good job so uh, um, if that goes on if as the revlon commercial said you know i'll tell two people and then i'll tell two people next thing you know we got a whole bunch of people yeah, and then that that is the next level of evolution. That's everybody's, the only point I'm trying to make is if this this can't be true, I would hope ev- this everybody's going to be sitting huddled it, huddled in their two. huddled in their offices, yeah, in their cubicles, just performing tasks. You yeah, know? well, that's and, sort of like um, that's sort of like any office environment now. You just sit in your cubicle yeah. and perform your tasks or your house. Yeah, I mean, people yeah. are working from home now; they yeah. don't have to socialize. You know, it's really difficult for people to go into the office. I don't want to go in the office anymore. I actually, I've actually, I've actually seen that. And I've seen, um, I know someone who has actually 
because of COVID, spent the last few years fairly isolated and they are having serious anxiety exactly about those type of things. That's a, actually yeah. a big concern. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, so, uh, I don't want to say, you know, the evolution thing, who knows? I just want to throw well, those numbers out. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting <laughs> it's thing. Interesting. My, my take is a little different on that because I think it's more has to do with IVF than um, an actual evolutionary process. It's more like a technological intervention. Anyway, let's uh, let's pick it up next week. We'll we'll um, we'll have we'll have plenty. We'll always we always have something. There's never a shortage. Never a shortage. I will try and read more in the Trinity book. Maybe there's something else that'll pop out in the last few chapters. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook. Check out our website, alienprobe.net. You'll be able to see all of our episodes. Twitter at alienprobepod and also Instagram at alienprobepod. YouTube, like and subscribe at alienprobepodcast. Thanks to our senior producer, Hollywood Robert Anthony. And of course, Dr. Bill. Thanks hey, a lot. Yeah, global warming. Watch the skies. Watch the skies. All right. Bye-bye.